0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Be on the lookout. Tyson Foods has issued a recall for nearly 30,000 pounds of a product known as Dinosaur-Shaped chicken nuggets. Now, it's not 30,000 pounds. It's 29,819 pounds of these fun-sized nuggets that were affected for this recall. The action comes in response to reports from consumers who discovered small metal fragments in the nuggets. The announcement was made by the Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service. Uh, It's specifically the 29-ounce plastic bags of the product, officially labeled Fully Cooked Fun Nuggets breaded-shaped chicken patties. (laughs) Be on the lookout. Uh, They were manufactured on September 5th. They were distributed across the United States. uh, In Alabama, California, Illinois, Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Now, there's only been one incident of a minor oral injury that was reported there have been no other reports of injuries or illnesses resulting from the consumption of these nuggets i would say to not eat any of these nuggets and do not report i mean if you eat them and you have a minor oral injury that would be a shame to report to tyson because man how much money could you get Oh, no, I'm not saying that could happen. I'm saying that it's absolutely an accident that you would eat into a fun sized nugget and have some sort of minor oral injury. Anyway, beware. Uh, 29,819 pounds of the fun sized nuggets, the fully cooked fun nuggets, breaded shaped chicken patties, have been recalled. Stay safe. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. A good way to get uh, promotion for your company, a Florida roofing company, uh, Roof EZ, has uh, created a roof and gobble promotion for its customers to protect their homes with a roof and bring their families together over a turkey and protect them with an AR 15. Everyone should have an AR 15, said Jason Polly, the president of Roof EZ. He said (laughs) it's not really catered to anybody, any state, any political view, anything like that. It's all about safety. So the Cape Coral business, uh, Cape Coral, Florida, has sold eight roofs and about 50 inquiries about the promotion after two days of creating the promotion. Now, it's been uh, several days since the launch of the roof and gobble promotion. He says that he sells 30 to 50 roofs in a normal month, and he hopes the promotion will sell 60 to 100. Uh, lawyers for the company said hey it's legal we're working with a gun store in cape coral anyone who buys a roof because of the promotion will have to wait until after it's completed to pick up the gun customers with concealed carry permits can pick up an ar-15 worth about 500 dollars immediately they don't have permits they'll have to wait three days or the time it takes to pass a background check you have to go through all the proper channels before you can walk away with a gun no one at the gun store uh you know obviously was around to comment but he said that uh I hope that the company the shooting range uh the gun store will provide training free to anyone who gets a weapon uh huh good luck with that. If someone has the means to buy a roof, they have the means to go buy their own firearm. They are just buying a roof and supporting our Second Amendment right. I support everybody's First Amendment right. They can reciprocate and respect my Second Amendment rights. We'll see how that goes for my man, Jason Polly at Roof EZ in Coral Gable, Florida. I'm sorry, Cape Coral, Florida, uh, with his roof and gobble promotion. Good luck. So last year, the Space Force and the Marine Corps hit their recruiting goals, but those, according to experts, that's because their services are much smaller and therefore have a lower bar for recruiting quotas. The active duty part of the Army came up 10,000 new recruits short of its goal of 65,000 this past fiscal year, and the Army Reserve is in an even more dire situation, getting only 9,316 new soldiers. Its goal was to recruit 14. The Army National Guard fared much better, bringing in 29,457 new soldiers, just shy of its 30,880 goal. Now, the reason I tell you that is we got news today that soldiers were non-commissioned officers were ordered through email to report to a recruiting school at Fort Knox, Kentucky in less than a week, with hundreds more set to start at the school in December. Now, I, OK, so the story is being handled as if what a horrible thing that these officers or these you know military service members were given a heads up that they're going to have to move within a week. They're in the service. That's what you do. I know, I know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably receive a bunch of emails at theblaze.com, uh, the the telling me that uh, it's only six days heads up and they don't have time to plan childcare and we can barely find afford childcare during a week so my wife may end up having to quit her job entirely. I, I got it. but And I, and I realize it's a difficult and I, I, and, and, and I understand. But you're in the army and you're in the army and you do what the military asks you to do, period. You don't just get to move into the army and say, well, I'm living here now and I'm not going to go anyplace else (laughs) because that's not what the service is or does. I just... You know, I I understand the frustration and, uh, you know, nobody likes change, but I find it really strange that I'm supposed to feel really bad that these non-commissioned officers are told, well, you're going to be moving someplace else and they're pissed. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me and maybe it's just me. So good luck. I hope everything works out. I hope everybody gets what they want. The military is having a tough time recruiting. It's not really a surprise to me. Uh, I would be, you know, with the way things are in the country, uh, I understand how difficult it is to recruit, and you need, you know, new recruiting techniques and new recruiters out there showing how good uh, the service can be, and it can be really good. Uh, so, good luck, and I hope everything works out. I know that, uh, you know, they, when asked to comment on it, Uh, they talked about, oh, uh, we know uh, it was short notice, and I understand it, but we need to make this happen. And so those who attend recruiting school uh, and attend by February will earn a $5,000 bonus. Current recruiters who extend their recruiting contracts can earn $1,500 per month for one year, uh, which I guess would be an extra $1,500 a month for one year. Staff sergeants who volunteered for a recruiting school and recruit 24 applicants in the first year on the job, so there's quotas, will be promoted to sergeant first class that incentive is not for the group of soldiers who were forced to go to the school well i mean they're forced to go to the school but again they're in the army that's what you do you join the service and then you tell them uh they tell you what to do right you get to ask i mean i guess you go in and you go yeah i'd like to i'd like to be in charge of uh, you know flying drones and i'd like to run computers and i'd like to sweep the floors but it's up to the service to tell you what to do isn't it isn't it so i see last week uh hunter biden you know him you love him uh who is an opinion contributor to usa today that's nice of them to give him that uh wrote an an opinion article (laughs) uh i fought to get sober political weaponization of my addiction hurts more than me My struggles and my mistakes have been fodder for a vile and sustained disinformation campaign against my father, President Joe Biden, and an all-out annihilation of my reputation. Hunter, we just were looking at the videos of you on a laptop that you left at the old computer repair store. Over four years ago, I chose life over the slow struggle, death grip of addiction, which in my case consisted each day of a bottle of vodka and as many hits on a crack pipe as possible. I'm prouder of that choice and my recovery than anything I've ever done. My experience is not a unique one. At least 20 million Americans today suffer from substance abuse disorder. I know now uh, a family that hasn't been impacted. I don't know of a family that hasn't been impacted in some way by addiction. What is distinct about my situation is that I'm the son of the President of the United States. I know your struggles uh, and mistakes have been fodder for a vile and sustained disinformation campaign. Really, it's a disinformation campaign. Oh. Okay, well, okay, whatever you say. Yeah, and uh, your reputation through uh, the high-pitched but fruitless congressional investigations and more recently, criminal charges for possessing an unloaded gun for 11 days five years ago. Charges that appear to be the first ever of their kind brought in history of Delaware. I'm not a victim by any standard. This is Hunter Biden speaking. I grew up with privilege and opportunity and fully accept that the choices and mistakes I made are mine do you though and i'm accountable for them and will continue to be that is what recovery is all about Uh uh-huh good for you good for you hunter i know i know getting clean is easy part someone once told him all you have to do is change everything (laughs) yeah and it's so hard the weaponization of my addiction bipartisan and craven factions represents a real threat to those desperate to get sober but are afraid of what may await them if they do yeah most people don't have a laptop full of partying and uh, naked pictures of themselves that's all uh i know that the tabloids steadily splash nude pictures of me on their covers and uh they are, are i guess he's talking about altered nude photos okay uh i haven't seen any of the altered nude photos but uh okay i mean i have seen the nude photos i know that he's claims to be blessed with a family that gave him support and space to seek sincere redemption (laughs) okay all right no problem we got it hunter uh we got it what about do you mention your brother in here oh yes after what i've gone through since my brother died Uh, In 2015, and the perpetual public humiliation of me, I'm now certain I can survive anything except a drink or a drug. So Hunter wants us. You know, I forgive you, Hunter. I forgive you. Uh, That doesn't really mean much, but I forget you, forgive you, and I know that your role is a punchline and punching bag for others. Uh, You know, I, I am living proof that the effort is worth it. Are you, Hunter? Though, are you? we'll see we'll see how selling out your country uh works uh because uh all the recovery can't make selling out your country for money uh, legal okay all right good all right let's go to the break room good luck though hunter good luck i know that you fought to get sober and the political weaponization of your addiction uh hurts more people than just you uh-huh i got it but uh Good luck, good luck. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Reminder to follow me on social media on X at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always email the show, Chewing the Fat at You can save yourself. Thirty-six dollars on an annual subscribership to the Blaze TV. Uh, go to blaze.tv.com/jeffy. Use the promo code Jeffy and save uh, thirty-six dollars on your yearly subscription. That also gets you a subscription to Blaze TV and uh, the Blaze News website, uh, which is you know the whole thing, Blaze TV Plus. So uh, do that, uh, blazedv.com slash Jeffy. Then uh, you can order a Cameo from me at any time. That's not free at JeffyJFR. Just go to Cameo and order, uh, order what you want. Happy, glad, sad, mad, mean. And uh, I do it. And that's the way it works. And everybody gets their cut. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> oh, amazing. So, my man Brad Staggs reached out to me uh, this weekend and said, The Insurrectionist Next Door on Max, HBO, "uh, I should watch. And so, I didn't really uh, remember what it was about. And so, at some point uh, this weekend, I went over to HBO Max. It's just Max. And uh, I found The Insurrectionist Next Door and I started watching it and I told myself as soon as I started watching it oh that's what that is this is what this is I don't know that I could make it all the way through it's the documentary by Alexandra Pelosi yes the daughter of Nancy Pelosi she uh, recorded uh, events There was some, uh, there was some footage from January 6th in her documentary that I had not seen before Um, And uh, she interviewed, I don't know, half a dozen or more people that were that took part in the January 6th gathering. Oh, I'm sorry. Insurrection. And uh, I found it fascinating. She is, uh, I guess you can say she did a good job. I don't know. It's kind of agonizing to me. At some point, I'd like to go back and just play what her lines in the whole thing. I don't care what the. What the insurrectionists had to say, I would just have to replay her lines and see how good you think it is then. But I I find it amazing the access she got to these particular characters. And I really found it amazing that most of these characters got pretty lenient sentences. And so over, you know, what we've heard happening to a lot of the January Sixers. So I wonder, just a thought outside of, uh, you know, outside of the box. I wonder if because she is uh, Alexandra Pelosi, that she had a deal. And they had a deal with these people that gave her access to them and that they would be uh, handed leniency because they were part of this particular documentary i don't know that she'd ever get anybody to admit that it just feels strange that the people that she had access to got pretty lenient uh sentences now i know there's the one girl who got uh you know then she started drinking and got a dui and killed people sad just ruined other people's lives and so that's horrific and uh anyway it was just a strange if you have an opportunity to watch it go ahead and watch it it's It's only, I don't know how long it is. It's like an hour. Uh, It seemed like, uh, you know, ages. (laughs) <laughs> According to this, it's an hour and ten minutes long. So, I, I made it through it. It uh, was kind of uh, kind of agonizing. It's worth a watch, definitely. I'll have to go back and tell you, find out the names. Of, I looked for them in a couple of different stories today, and I couldn't find them anywhere. Uh, the actual people that were in the documentary and what their sentences were. So, I gotta go back and take a look at the documentary, because it tells you their names and what they were sentenced and what they were charged with. And uh, it's pretty it's fascinating uh, really really fascinating it is fascinating that uh, how she got the uh, access and talked them into doing it and it seems that uh, there would have had to been some kind of deal for them to be talked into doing it but again that's just me and I know Bass Reeves started this weekend, too, and I did get an opportunity to watch it between football and uh, the stupid insurrectionist next door. I didn't get a chance to catch Bass Reeves, so we'll give you a review of Bass Reeves tomorrow uh, on Paramount+. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, look, the guy was awesome. I've seen some reviews, and uh, well, I'm going to save them because I'll talk about it tomorrow to see if I agree or disagree. Uh, after I watched the first episode, maybe it's the first one or two episodes that dropped on Paramount Plus, whichever it was, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Because the Bass Reeves story is incredible. I mean, he's the guy that, you know, they started Lone Ranger on. Uh, his, he was the guy that created, you know, was the inspiration for Lone Ranger, I should say. And his story is amazing. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching that. I'll let you know tomorrow. Uh, the review on uh, Lawman Bass Reeves. Okay, so we have a second woman now that has come forward with allegations against Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler, saying he sexually assaulted her when she was a teenager back in 1975. No, I'm sorry, approximately 1975, when she was approximately 17 years old. Wow, Steven was 27 in 1975. So this Janine Bellino uh, says that she was a child model and had an opportunity to party with the band at the Warwick Hotel in New York City. On the way there, uh, he forced her into a phone booth, kissed her, and groped her. He assaulted her once they arrived at the hotel as well, according to the suit. Tyler used his power, influence, and authority as a well-known musician to sexually assault Bellino, which was filed a Thursday in New York Supreme Court. Our representative for Stephen Tyler uh, did not respond to a request for comment. Bellino you know, filed the suit nearly a year after another woman that Julia Misley uh, sued Tyler for allegedly sexually assaulting her with sexual battery and intentional infliction of emotional distress. That was in Los Angeles. Um, Steven said, uh, yeah, no, I had a deal. I had a signed deal with uh, the mother over legal guardianship. <laughs> That whole story, that's a strange story in and of itself. So anyway, back to um, Bellino. Uh, She claimed that she often participated in fashion shows on the weekends, and after one such show, she agreed to go to the Warwick to meet the band. On the way to the hotel, Bellino alleges she and a friend met up with Tyler and walked to the Warwick with around half a dozen people who appeared to be bandmates and other people affiliated with Aerosmith Band. Bellino said that during the walk she made a comment about a song lyric to Tyler and he became visibly irritated. Suddenly, he grabbed her by the hand and forced her into a phone booth. In the phone booth, Tyler stuck his tongue down her throat and put his hands upon her body, her breasts, her buttocks, and her genitals, moving and removing clothing and pinning her against the wall of the phone booth. The lawsuit alleges that Tyler was mauling and groping, humping and pretending to have sex with her, so he was pretending to have sex with her, while witnesses outside the phone booth laughed. Nobody intervened. Tyler then inserted his tongue into her mouth without her consent and his man part was erect and it was evident to her he, he rubbed it against her that he was not wearing underwear and wearing thin pants. He's Stephen Tyler. That's who he is. Uh, she struggled with Tyler who was restraining her according to the lawsuit. Eventually she was able to free her right arm, grab the back of his head and raise her knee which got Tyler to back off and uh, she got herself together and ran out of the phone booth in shock and fear. Now, because she was relying on friends for transportation uh, to get home, she went ahead and then followed the entourage along with Tyler back to the hotel, where he again assaulted her, according to her, uh, pinning her against the wall of the hotel bar, putting his tongue down her throat, and humping her to simulate sex. Again, the lawsuit alleges nobody intervened. Tyler then abruptly left and later invited Melina to his hotel room she refused. While she said she was sobbing and shaking in the lobby and the doorman of the hotel helped her into a cab to get home. So she couldn't have taken the cab earlier because she wanted to get to the hotel because she was counting on friends for transportation home. But later she decided to take a cab. Okay. Because of Tyler's acts, the suit claims Molino has suffered this happened in 1975 now suffered permanent emotional and physical distress and has been able to enjoy a normal daily life as a result. Okay. Uh, the suit also claims that Bellino was hospitalized and medicated because of the assault. But it wasn't a, He didn't... Uh, he didn't have sex with her. Or she wasn't raped. Uh, she was assaulted, though, and it, it, his tongue went down her throat, allegedly. The cause of action listed in the suit is gender-motivated violence. Molina is asking for an amount that will fully and fairly compensate her for her injuries and damages. She's also demanding a trial by jury. So, there you have it. Steven Tyler in trouble once again from someone back in 1975 that this actually may or may not have happened. And we are just a believer because she's a female and we're thinking, oh, well, that's Steven Tyler. That's who he is. I even did that with him not wearing underwear. It's like, that's who he is. He's Steven Tyler. Now, did he force her into a phone booth? I don't know. Uh, did No one did anything. Then he assaulted her again at the hotel bar and no one did anything. Is it possible? Sure. Is it likely? I don't know. You didn't. You couldn't do anything until now since 1975. There's nothing... I mean, I'm trying to think. What could have happened to you? Uh, you listening right now to Chewing the Fat. What could have happened to you in 1975 that you wouldn't have taken care of until now? You wouldn't have dealt with it until now. According to her, she's been dealing with this her entire life since 1975. And she hasn't been able to have a a decent life because of it, because of this episode in 1975. Stop it. Who died today? A man jumped to his death from the penthouse of a midtown Manhattan hotel. According to law enforcement, a 47-year-old man leapt from the 25th floor of the Gotham Hotel in the Diamond District. I, is, that, is that the same hotel? The unidentified man is the latest in a string of jumpers who plunge from the top floor of the Gotham Hotel. Yeah, it's the same hotel. Something has got to be done. Maybe we put up a higher fence. I don't know. What are we What are we doing? I mean, I realized that, uh, you know, they're spending, I don't know, a thousand or more a night at the Gotham Hotel, but maybe for a thousand or more a month, uh, we put in a higher fence so people can't jump off. Uh, He landed on the second floor in the back of the building. He was pronounced dead on the scene. Very sad. Okay, I know it's sad. I'm not laughing about the suicide. I'm just saying that perhaps maybe the hotel could, I don't know, do something uh, a little different than just saying, hey, want to rent a room in our suicide room? Sure, no problem. (laughs) I mean, the, 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 there's been three people now, right, in a short span of time that have jumped from this hotel uh, and uh, from the penthouse and landing in the courtyards. So something, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what has to be done about something. I know maybe some mental health help. Uh, Make sure maybe you put the... Uh, you know, the big sign of dial nine eight eight if you or someone you love is having suicidal thoughts, something like that. I don't know. But uh, it just seems like that's a that's a known deal now. If you want to kill yourself, oh, I'll just run a room at the Gotham and I'll just jump off because everybody does. Okay. Then we have another suicide, this Alabama preacher, uh, F L Bubba Copeland, who killed himself because he was outed as a transgender curvy girl very very sad Um, he was the mayor of this tiny smith station small town six or seven thousand people as well as the pastor of the first baptist church and uh he took his own life he was married father of three i mean just just horrible story police were asked to do a welfare check and of course then they found him very sad Um, he was going to be exposed on a news site um, that uh, described his secret life online as a transgender woman under the pseudonym Brittany Blair Summerlin Uh, Brittany described herself as a transitioning transgender curvy girl that loves smiling clothes and shoes and in today's world I mean he's hiding his whole life One of the social media profiles shows him in different women's outfits and bedroom photos and underwear. I just, it's so sad that he couldn't show himself to the world. He couldn't just say, yeah, hey, that's my OnlyFans site. I need to make some money because I'm doing the work of the Lord. Something. Uh, Just really, really sad. Um So this 1819 News was doing this story on him and he said, just my wife knows about it. It's a hobby. I do it to relieve stress. I have a lot of stress and I'm not immediate. I'm not medically transitioning. It's just a bit of a character I'm playing. I don't go out and seek solicitation or anything like that. What I do in my private life has nothing to do with what I do in my holy life. That's what he told the reporter and uh, does this have any effect on me being mayor that I sometimes put a dress or sometimes put on makeup does it have anything to do whatsoever with me being a mayor or me being a pastor Um, he appeared to take the outing in stride after the expose was published but no it doesn't look like he did because the article had been written about my capacity as mayor and capacity as pastor it was not who or what I am And so very sad that he couldn't work his way through that. F.L. Bubba Copeland, mayor of Smith's Station, Alabama, uh, took his own life. Very sad. Very, very sad. Oh, you know what else died today is uh, the big $15 billion neighborhoods uh, that uh, Google... And Lend Lease are going to build in Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's over. Google and Australian developer Lend Lease mutually uh-huh, reached a decision to end their San Francisco Bay project for four master plan districts in the cities of San Jose, Sunnyvale and Mountain View. And Lend-Lease uh, went ahead and announced this uh, on Friday. Holy cow. The decision to end these agreements follow a comprehensive review by Google of its real estate investments and a determination by both organizations that the existing agreements are no longer mutually beneficial given current market conditions. Uh-huh. The Google spokesperson told CNN that it will still looking to deliver on its housing, co- housing commitment. Uh-huh. But Lent Lease would not be its exclusive developer. The tech giant said it's broadening its relationships and will work with both developers and capital planners to move the Bay Area developments forward. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, that was supposed to start, like, next year, wasn't it? Oh, no, 2026. All right, so it was only a couple years off. So I know there's all kinds of cost-cutting at Google, and uh, everybody's... Uh, Bidenomics... As is at work uh, every corporation around the country and the world is like holy cow we can't keep going the way we're going because of uh, bi-dynamics and that is what's happening so I know you know Google said it's going to repurpose some of the land and they're going to do this or that to it. But good luck. I uh, mean maybe, maybe just the homeless people in the Bay Area that can build a couple, you know, build a couple of uh, projects for tiny homes and call it, uh, you know, tiny Google homeless homes. <laughs> I'm not sure that title actually works, but you know what I mean. Hey, if you're looking for a place to live, I see where the former home of pop icon Britney Spears is up for sale. Uh, I know, it's amazing. They want $1.2 million for this place. Okay, it's got nearly, nearly, not a full 2,300 square feet. uh, Sits on 1.87 acres. Comes with many of the original furnishings uh, dating back to Spears' childhood. Now, how much do you want it? Uh, It's a unique opportunity to step into the shoes of the pop legend and live in the space where Britney's remarkable career took root. Uh, Photos show a spacious dance studio inside the home, along with at least one bit of graffiti that appears to reference a rivalry between Spears and another pop singer emerge in the 1990s. Though born in Mississippi, Spears grew up primarily in Kentwood, Louisiana, where she moved at three years of age. Now, this is not the trailer park that we were told she lived in. (laughs) I mean, it's a nice looking place. For a million, too, though? No, thank you. In Louisiana? No, thank you. But if you'd like it and want to become, you know, have a little taste of Britney without having actual britney there uh, you could do that in uh, kentwood louisiana for 1.2 million dollars <laughs> enjoy it looks like it's a beautiful place uh good news from the cdc uh apparently seven percent of adults have received the latest booster so that's great right i mean huh, uh, i'm moving along great Uh, No, no, really. 7%. Wow. Uh, PBS reported that just 7% of U.S. adults received the latest booster, and only 2% of children as well as nearly 40% of adults said they would either probably not or definitely not get the latest vaccine. A similar percentage of parents were reported to have no plans to vaccinate their children with the latest booster. Yeah, and people are like, we shouldn't have probably done it the first time around. Uh, Like some other people I know, like me, that I should not have let that happen to myself. I'm still mad at myself for letting letting that happen. But I got it. I got the first round. And uh, I'm good. There'll be no more. There'll be no more. Sorry about it. I'm not putting that in my body. And I'm not putting a few other things in my body. I was reading a story that magnets, chargers, lollipops, orange peels are just some of the surprising objects that people got stuck in their bodies in 2021, according to the U.S. Consumer Product Safety and Commission's database. Uh, foreign objects lodged in people's bodies was the ninth leading cause of unintentional injuries that led to emergency room visits in 2021 Okay, Uh, nearly 278,000 US adults seeking care Uh, foreign objects being stuck in strange places predictable uh, at number 9 when you consider that more than half are sex toys yeah, duh but there's also uh, people poke themselves in the nose, ears, and mouth. (laughs) I would advise against that. I know that's just me. I'm not a doctor. I would just advise against that. Uh, The one doc said they treated a 10-year-old patient who had clogged nasal passage that was causing a child a lot of pain. Uh, We figured out that it was a battery stuck up there. Kids do that all the time. They take... Stuff and stick it in their nose. Legos, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. You got to you got to watch little kids on that. That's what little kids do. Uh, That that doesn't surprise me actually. Um, Then we have um, (laughs) some of the items that were lodged in people's ears included a cufflink, wet tissues, a plastic sword, an insect, a rock, a lollipop, a charger. Almost sounds like a poem. A rock. A lollipop. A charger. A piece of ice cream cone. A push pin. A pencil eraser. And a battleship game piece. (laughs) Why are you putting that stuff in your ear? What are you doing? I mean, unless it's a mistake. You know, like you're scratching an itch or something and then you push too hard and you can't get it out. I guess. Maybe. Uh, Liquid items placed in the ear included shoe glue. (laughs) Uh, that's just stupid uh lighter fluid again stupid candle wax and hydrogen peroxide candle wax i get although you're supposed to put it i've done the candle wax thing on the ear where you lay your head on the side and you put a paper plate uh with the candle and then the candle the hollow candle sucks all the goo out of your ear i've done that before but you have the plate there so the wax falls on the plate not in your ear so maybe people are doing the candle without they're doing it improperly, and that's how the candle wax gets in your ear. Yeah, because so they're here. You that you use the candle is supposed to suck stuff out of your ear, and it does. It actually works, but you got to have some kind of blockage plate, you know, over your ear so the you go. You know what I'm talking about. Also, so I guess uh gum wrappers uh match. Uh, magnets, rice, candy hearts, yarn, jewels, gummy worms, orange peels, an LED light, flowers, cheese, popcorn kernels, and glue were objects in people's noses. Wow. Uh, the unintentional swallowing of items uh, sent people to ER as well. Some of the ingested foreign objects included a steak knife, a small flashlight, a glue stick, pet toys, coins, office supplies, cigarettes, aluminum foil, hair clips, keys, and darts. (laughs) Man, there is nothing like a small flashlight with a little ketchup on it. Yum, yum, yum. So men and women also visited the emergency room after inserting items into their genitalia. Yeah, I mean, people are just stupid that way. Um, you know, sex toys, beads, paper clips, coins, a car key, a pencil, a nail, a ceiling, a ceiling fan chain, a cell phone charger, and a wooden spoon. For women, uh, coins, a screw, a pen, a drumstick, a flashlight, a drinking cup, a golf ball, a nail polish bottle, a spatula. Okay, use the spatula in the kitchen. What are you doing? Uh, some of the items that were placed in. Uh, And the old rectum, rectum, damn near killed him. Included, uh, you know, sex toys, spoons, magnets, bottles, crayons, wrenches, action figures, vegetable peeler, candles, a fishing pole, and an ice cream cone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just excuse me, Uh, I need to see a doc. Yeah, I've got a fishing pole stuck in my. (laughs) Uh, It's got to look good coming in the ER. O.E.R. What'd you catch down there? Uh, are they biting? <laughs> Holy cow. So that uh, according to see a July 2023 study published by the American Journal of Emergency Medicine, I love them, found that nearly 4,000 people are hospitalized each year due to having foreign objects stuck in their rears. Wow. Orifices are not made for foreign object intrusion unless it's a doctor doing it for investigative medical purposes. Well, that's what you could be saying, you know, with your fishing pole, that you were investigating for medical purposes. (laughs) So just be careful out there, okay? (laughs) Stop putting stuff inside your body that's not supposed to be there, (laughs) okay? Just, there's some stuff that's not supposed to be there. Some stuff I get, as I got it, I understand. There's... There's different things that uh, you use. I know, I got it. But there's other things that, you know, I feel like you shouldn't be doing. Like a cuff link in the ear. I feel like that's wrong. Now, I guess maybe if you were scraping your ear and you, you had a cuff link and you were just scraping it, and then I guess it gets pushed in and you can't get it out. I I find that weird. I don't understand how that could happen. But okay, I'll give it to you. You know, same with the Battleship game piece. Something like that. Uh, but putting, like, Shoe glue in your ear. <laughs> what did I do with my eardrops? Oh, there they are. Oh no, never mind. That was lighter fluid. Oh no. That was, that was shoe glue. Oh no. Uh, man, I, I thought for sure that was my eardrops. No honey. no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you is that a steak knife in your pants? Or are you just happy to see me? I don't understand. All right, just be careful with what you put inside your body other than food. And then I'd be careful with that as well. All right, joke of the day. Uh, sent uh, to chewing the fat at com from Nathan. Uh precious little girl walks into a pet shop and asks in the sweetest little lisp, missing be two missing teeth. Excuse me, Mither, do you keep widow wabbits? As the shoekeeper's heart melts, he gets down on his knees so he's on her level and asks, would you like a little white rabbit or a soft furry black one or maybe that cute little brown rabbit over there? She in turn blushes, rocks on her heels, puts her hands on her knees and leans forward and says in a tiny quiet voice, I don't think my python will be give the (laughs) thit?